Good evening. You're listening to River City Revival. This is Reverend Liz Jackson. And I would like to thank all of those in France, Ireland, Germany, Australia, the United Kingdom, and of course the U.S. for listening to this podcast. It is very important that all nations learn the true word of the Lord God Almighty. For he says, Go ye thereforth and teach all nations. Preach all nations. But definitely teach. We are not taught the word of God. Not in most churches and definitely not at home anymore. Um, So the words that we read in the Bible sometimes may not make sense to us or we fly by them so quickly that we don't absorb the word of God and that's not okay. If you are new to this podcast, which is the podcast of the Lion's Tears, um, I welcome you and I encourage you guys to share this with whomever you encounter. Um, the Lion's Tears ministry is completely online for now, unless God tells me to go to other nations and teach in the physical presence, then he will provide a way. I will never take anybody's money, for the word of God should always be free. Jesus never took anybody's money for preaching the word. In fact, he went to the synagogues overturned the Pharisees and the collection plate. So let's get to it. This education and true word of God today is about who rules over this world as it is now. So two witnesses. We read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. And I like the New Living Translation, which states, Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. 2 Corinthians in the King James Version states, And whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And then Jesus himself even states in John 14, 30. Again, the New Living Translation reads, I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me, so that the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. The King James Version of John 14.30 states, Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the Prince of this world comes and has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. So the word God, which is a little g in the Greek, is 
G2316. It is Theos. And it means a deity. It is used with G3588 to mean the supreme deity. But this word, 2316, means a magistrate. Ruler and prince is Greek 758. And it's the word archon. And it means a first in rank or power, the chief ruler, a magistrate, a prince, a ruler. So the definition of archon in the English language means a chief magistrate in ancient Athens or a presiding officer. And the definition of magistrate in English means an official entrusted with administration of the laws, such as a principal official exercising governmental powers over a major political unit, such as a nation. Matthew chapter twenty twenty five says, But Jesus called unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. The princes again in Matthew twenty twenty five is G seven fifty eight, meaning first in rank, magistrate prince or ruler. The word God in the Hebrew text is H430 and it means Elohim and it is the plural form of the Hebrew word H433 which is Eloha and it means gods in the ordinary sense but specifically used of the supreme God. And it means magistrates, angels, judges, and mighty men. We read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. The word God here, again, goes back to of the supreme God, angels, magistrates. And that is backed up with the information after God said, let us because he is talking about the whole creation prior to them making man in the image of God and angels. If you really read Genesis chapter 2, you will learn that the Lord God formed Adam, yes, out of the dust, and breathed into him the word of God, which we will get to. And Adam had the likeness of God because he was able to see God. Him and Eve were able to converse with God, with God being physically present, and that was taken away from them when they fell. So the Lord God is a combination 
of Hebrew word H3068 and H430, and it means the self-existent or eternal Jehovah. Yahuwah, Yahweh, whatever dialect of Hebrew you know the Lord God to be, if you know Hebrew. H3068 is a contraction from eight or I got that backwards. H3050 is the shortened word for Yahuwah and it means Yah. The first time I read the word Yah is in Psalm 68 verse 4 which states Psalm 68 1 through 4 let God arise let his enemies be scattered let them also that hate him flee before him as smoke is driven away so drive them away as wax melts before the fire so let the wicked perish at the presence of God but that the righteous be glad let them rejoice before God yea let them exceedingly rejoice Sing unto God, sing praises to his name, exalt him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. That is why whenever I teach to you the true word of Yah, this is how I came to understand that the word Yah is, in fact, the sacred name for the Lord God. And we see that the Lord God, H3068, is written in Genesis chapter 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And if you have listened or read any of the podcasts prior about what life means, the breath of life and life is the word of God. So Adam and Eve knew everything that we are learning now. They knew the word of God because they were living souls. This does not say that they were living physical human bodies like we are now. For they were in a living soul form, which is what the Bible does tell us whenever the Lord God comes back and restores this earth, that we will be back into our normal state because it clearly states we will be able to see him. Nobody living now has seen God's face, but that time will come whenever he resets this earth. As you can see, the definitions and the word for God are different when comparing them. Elohim means the Lord God, angels, and magistrates. This is very important because we must understand that when the word God is used, it may not always mean the Lord God Almighty. We know that there are fallen angels and demons that are in this world. Jude 1 verse 6 tells us, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day.
Here, the word first estate is Greek word G746, and it means RK, and it's it means commencement or chief, first rank place in the beginning, the you know, first estate. It also means magistrate, power, principality. Genesis 6, 1 through 4 backs up what was said in Jude. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. And there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and bore to them children, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Something I enjoy doing in my alone time is watching archaeological documentaries. I am a very avid reader and I love history. History is his story. The Lord God's story. Science proves God. Archaeology proves God. In every nation there is a story of a great deluge or flood. Every nation has the same one that occurred at the same time. And that is very important to understand because whenever you are saying, no, God doesn't exist and this and that, whatever, history proves God. History proves God in every nation. And those are topics that we will get to later on. But right now we have to build the foundation. So for a better understanding, we need to look at Enoch. Enoch, Tobit, Yasher, Jubilees, Maccabees, Wisdom of Solomon, um, and multiple other books were removed from your canonized Bible by the Roman Catholic Church for a reason. The reason is so that they could lie to you and keep you away from the one true King, the Lord God Almighty. So, Azazel is an angel. In the Dead Sea Scrolls, the name Azazel occurs in the line 6 of 4Q203, the Book of Giants, which is part of the Enoch literature found at Qumran. According to the Book of Enoch, which brings Azazel into connection with the biblical story of the fallen angels located on Mount Hermon, a gathering place of demons of old, Azazel is one of the leaders of the rebellious watchers in the preceding time of the flood. He taught men the art of war, of making swords, knives, shields, and coats of mail, and women the art of deception by ornamenting the body, dyeing the hair, and painting the face with the eyebrows, and also revealed to the people the secrets of witchcraft, 
and corrupted their manners, leading them into wickedness and impurity, until at last he was, at Yahuwah's command, bound hand and foot by the archangel Raphael, and chained to the rough and jagged rocks, where he is to abide in utter darkness until the great day of judgment when he will be cast into the consuming fire forever. Enoch chapter 8 verses 1 through 9. And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of anemone and the beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and all coloring tinctures and there arose much godlessness and they committed fornication and they were led astray and became corrupt in all their ways. Samyaza taught enchantments and root cuttings Amoros, the resolving of enchantments. Barachiel taught astrology. Cocobel, the constellations. Ezekiel, the knowledge of the clouds. And Cereal, the course of the moon. And as men perished, they cried, and their cry went up to heaven. Well, men crying sounds really familiar because I don't know how it is in other nations except for what I read and study in the news but I know St. Louis, Missouri, USA is dying and men are crying for help and are not finding it because they're not seeking the face of God. Enoch chapter 16 or yes chapter 69 verse 6 through 7 and the name of the third is Gadriel. This is the one that showed all the deadly blows to the sons of men. And he led Eve astray. And he showed the weapons of death to the children of men, the shield and the breastplate and the sword for slaughter and all the weapons of death to the sons of men. And there are links to what I just read for you to look and study upon if you have not already. Job tells us that the sons of God are angels and magistrates. Job chapter 2, 1 through 2. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, From whence hast thou come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down it. The word sons is Hebrew word 1121, and it is the word ben or bane, and it means a son as a builder of the family name. Um, it means also a grandson, a subject, a nation, but it also means angels. It means ones appointed to, but we're going to look at the biblical usage of H1121 regarding sons as characterization, sons of injustice for unrighteous men or sons of God 
for angels. Satan is Hebrew word 7854, and he means an opponent, especially with the article prefixed Satan, the arch enemy of good, adversary, um, and it also means to withstand. The biblical outline of usage of Hebrew 7854 Satan means an adversary or a superhuman adversary. Now, the definition of superhuman in the English language means being above the human or divine, exceeding normal human power, size, or capability. It refers to Hercules. We see H7854 used in 1 Chronicles chapter 21, verse 1. And Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 2 says, And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, Satan. Even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebukes thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? And then Jude 1 verse 9. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. So the Greek word that we're going to look at is devil, which means diabolos, and that is the Greek word G1228, and it is a trotter, especially Satan, and it says compare H7854, which we just read, which means a false accuser, the devil, a slanderer. The usage of Satan comes back in Mark 1 verse 13 and it states and he was there in the wilderness 40 days tempted of Satan and was with the wild beast and the angels ministered unto him this verse is talking about when the Lord Jesus Christ, Yahushua HaMashiach, went into the wilderness for 40 days, and Satan tempted him. The word Satan is Greek G4567, which is Satanus. Um, it correlates with H4566, and it means the accuser, the devil, or Satan. Acts 26.18 We see Satan again. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sin and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. James 2 19 says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou dost well. The devils, H. 1140, also believe and tremble. And that should be G. 1140, so I will need to go fix that. 
So, Devils is G1140, which means Damien, or Demon, and it's a demonic being buying an extension, a deity, devil, or small god. The biblical outline of usage of G1140 means the divine power, deity, divinity, or a spirit, a being inferior to God, but superior to men, evil spirits, or the messengers and ministers of the devil. Demons can possess people, which is how we know that they are still on this earth. And there is going to be another post and podcast after this one talking about how to spot a demonic spirit that has attached itself to you or that still may be within you. For whenever we are not completely rectified, reconciled, and sealed with the Holy Spirit 100%, we still got, you know, some of that demonic energy that can try to attach. That's why the Lord God says we need to keep the whole armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6. We have got to put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and keep the sword because the word of God is a sword, a two-edged sword that fights against these principalities. Matthew chapter 9, verse 33. And when the devil... Again, G1140 was cast out. The dumb spoke, and the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. Matthew 17:18. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Mark 6:13. And they cast out many devils, and anointed with oil many that were sick, and healed them. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Again, Jesus states that Satan, demons, evil, is the ruler of this world. That is why there must be a reset for all the evilness to finally come to an end. For we don't have much you. Because the ruler of this world approaches. Power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me, so that the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. We must do all we can to withstand the temptations of Satan, and that begins with understanding whose world this is now and why it must be destroyed. Many people still steer clear of the book of Revelation, and you should not because everything that is going on now is what we have been told will occur. The Bible has warned you about this from Genesis up to Revelation when things started to kick off at the beginning when Adam fell. Even in Enoch, Yasher, Jubilees, and Tobit, 
as well as the Maccabees, and other books taken out, speaks of the destruction of this world in more detail, which is why it's so important that you read these. A lot of the Apocrypha, at least to my knowledge and understanding, has not been as manipulated as the Bible has with a hundred and whatever thousand different translations of the Bible. I forget how many there are, but there's so many translations that you have to understand. When you translate and rewrite and rewrite, things get lost. We cannot continue to walk blind by the principalities of this earth age. It will get you killed. Whether spiritual death or physical death, going the way of Satan is dangerous. It is very dangerous. The Lord God says that he has to come back and reset this earth. So I'm going to read Revelation chapter 21, 1 through 8 to you. And it says, I saw a new heaven and new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold! The tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he sat upon the throne and said, Behold! I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So, regardless of whether you have committed any of these crimes... We know that Jesus was crucified on a tree next to a murderer who repented. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. It is not late for anybody, anybody to come to know the Lord Jesus so that they can know the one true God. It is never too late. Never too late to come to the truth about who runs this world now and why God has to reset it for us to live like we used to live when he first created it.
know your enemy because that is very, very important, especially in these times now. As always, it's never goodbye. It's I'll see you later.